This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 12. When they had gone through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mygia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit didn't allow them. Passing by Mygia, they came down to Troas. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There was a man of Macedonia standing, begging him and saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go out to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the good news to them. Setting sail therefore from Troas, we made a straight course to Samothrace, and the day following to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the city of Macedonia, the foremost of the district, a Roman colony. We were staying some days in this city, So back to Acts 16. Whether by circumstance or submission, the Holy Spirit led Paul, Titus, and Timothy to Troas. Though Troas wasn't Paul's first choice, not even his second. So why would have God wanted them in Troas at that time? Maybe to connect with Luke. Luke, who penned the book of Acts, appeared to have joined them in Troas. How can we infer that? In Luke's narrative, he begins writing in first person instead of third person, starting from Troas. Instead of they did this or that, it became starting in verse 10, we sought to go out to Macedonia. So God funnels them to Troas, they meet up with Luke. Once in Troas, the Holy Spirit leads them through Paul's vision to conclude the Lord had called them to Macedonia. There's so many ways God can direct His will in our lives. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and He'll direct your paths. Like Paul, we don't always see exactly what the next step is. Sometimes I feel like a bouncy ball, hitting the floor and bouncing in random, unexpected directions. God can use circumstances to nudge us along where He wants us. Paul and Titus bounced around and ended up in Troas, where they met up with Luke. Then God gave clearer and more specific instruction. The Holy Spirit very clearly communicated through a night vision where He wanted them to go next. Let's revisit verse 9. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. There was a man of Macedonia standing, begging him and saying, Come over here into Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go out to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the good news to them. There are examples in Scripture where God communicates through a dream or vision. Joseph of Egypt was a dreamer of dreams and an interpreter of dreams, like Pharaoh's dream foretold of seven-year famine, and Joseph understood it and acted accordingly. Now Mary, the mother of Jesus, her husband, Joseph, led his family down to Egypt, including Jesus, because of a dream. Do you think God can still communicate through dreams and visions today? 
I think so. One of my pastors used to be a missionary who for years traveled in a boat from island to island, sharing the gospel. There was a time in his life, as a missionary, he had a clear and impactful dream, which led him to spend some time thereafter in Spain doing ministry and training leaders. A very rare instance for me, but I once had a few vivid and impactful dreams over a short span, which led my wife and I early in our marriage to try and have a baby, despite the fact we knew she would be a high-risk pregnancy because of her recent blood clot issues. Often the issue isn't an unwillingness to follow Christ. Often the issue is just a lack of clarity in knowing exactly where he's leading regarding certain specifics. Paul's, Timothy's, Titus, and Luke's hearts are revealed as obedient and submissive servants in that they took action as soon as they knew where God wanted them to go. They were flexible to adjust their plans as the Lord led. Verse 10 says, When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go out to Macedonia. It wasn't like, Oh man, are you sure, God? I was really hoping you'd change your mind and let us go back to my plan A. I really wanted to go to Asia. It wasn't about them. It was about God and His plan. Because of the vision, it was now about this Macedonian man who was asking for help. It was about the people God was apparently calling them to reach in Macedonia. Now Macedonia was northward and westward across the Aegean Sea. Maybe Paul was originally intending to visit a few cities in more of a localized region, but God's plan was to move this missionary crew from Asia all the way to Europe, breaching a new continent to win for Christ. Sometimes maybe we dream and plan, but God's already planned something greater, and we know His plans and ways are higher than ours. Let's keep reading, starting in verse 11. Setting sail therefore from Troas, we made a straight course to Samothrace, and the day following to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a city of Macedonia, the foremost of the district, a Roman colony. We were staying some days in this city. Sailing from Troas to Samothrace is like a 156-mile journey across the Aegean Sea. Bible commentator Hughes notes that the winds must have been at their backs since they're able to make it there in only two days. He wrote, So perfect were the winds that they sailed 156 miles in just two days, whereas returning the other way at a later time, Acts 20 verse 6, it took five days. So what I get out of that, when God's in our pursuit, often we'll find the winds at our backs. There is apparently urgency in needing to get to Macedonia in haste, and God seems to have blown the winds, so to speak, in their favor at that time. Have you ever seen God work in such a way? Where the metaphorical clouds parted, <laughs> vision and clarity ensued, and God cleared the way to work in you His good and perfect will, in His perfect timing? You experienced the winds at your back with God supernaturally intervening to guide you as a vessel as you sailed with protection, haste, and efficiency towards the destination at hand? I've certainly had those moments where I knew God was at work, like that He was in it, the Spirit was moving, doors were opened, 
God was doing miraculous things, piecing together a puzzle more magnificent than I could have ever planned or imagined. Shortly after I got saved, like, I believe the Lord gave me a couple of impactful visions, like literal, tangible, life-altering visions, where I saw and heard incredible things, with people's lives being impacted and transformed to God's glory. Like, I believe He showed me prophetic glimpses into an aspect of a calling He had for me, some of the good works He had prepared beforehand for me to walk in, and how He was going to use me in a certain way to impact people for His glory. He showed me enough to guide me in an overall direction, but I had, like, no clue as to some of the specifics or how I'd get from A to Z, so to speak. I needed to walk by faith, not by sight. I needed to wait on the Lord. I didn't see how it was all going to work out, what specifically I was going to do beyond those glimpses, where specifically He'd call me to go, and when that would be. I, like the Apostle Paul, had my ideas and plans for how Christ's call regarding this would perhaps come to fruition, but I was immature in Christ. I wasn't ready. Like, the timing wasn't right. There was so much more I needed to experience and suffer and learn. For years, I pursued my own, quote-unquote, Asias and Bithynias in hopes of fulfilling Christ's call with good intention only to have the Holy Spirit forbid certain directions and pursuits and for doors to be closed. Honestly, at some point, I just wanted to give up. Hitting the bottom, I gave up trying to fulfill God's plan regarding that vision by my power. In fact, I almost gave up altogether on pursuing that call I believe God had given me regarding that vision. But about a decade into my walk with Christ as a believer, I was going through one of the most tumultuous and difficult seasons of my life. But on the other end of that storm of suffering and trials was a broken man who like finally really turned to Jesus for direction and help regarding this matter. So nearly 10 years after the vision was given, suddenly the Lord's timing was at hand. For example, one of the things that happened, I believe the Holy Spirit inspired me to start piecing together content for my journey through the gospel piano ministry program back in early 2017. The concept came suddenly in a flash, early in the morning on New Year's Day, as I sat on the floor of the guest room of some good friends. Our family was kind of like temporarily homeless at the time, having canceled our apartment rental contract and awaiting the closing of a home purchase. We hoped it was going to work out, but we weren't sure. A season filled with a lot of stress, pressure, change, and doubt. It was then the inspiration came. God was doing something new in me. So I woke up early in the morning of the new year. Appropriate timing, I might add. Perhaps a fitting symbol for the fresh start the Lord was offering. After a season of discipline and suffering, I couldn't write down the concepts and Bible verses fast enough as they flooded in. I had a draft within a couple of hours. Within days, I had married the scriptural message with piano accompaniment, being amazed at how quickly it all came together. And within a couple of weeks, God had opened a door for me to share that very message, uh, like musical sermon, so to speak, at a church service. The Lord then used that experience 
to launch a new branch of our ministry called Adam's Road Piano into full steam. The Lord like finally began fulfilling that vision he gave me when I was just an infant in Christ in a very tangible way. But it took 10 years for some elements of it to come to fruition, for the tip of that iceberg, so to speak, to surface. Suddenly a part of what was muddy and far off was becoming clearer and nearer. After bouncing around from town to town, the Apostle Paul finally received specific instruction from the Holy Spirit, leading them into Macedonia. With clarity, they headed immediately towards Macedonia, crossing the Aegean Sea in haste, winds apparently at their back. We wait on the Lord, then we get to see Him move in unexpected and miraculous ways. Here's another cool story. So my mom wrote a book called Unveiling Grace about her and her family's journey out of Mormonism to Christ. I remember her explaining the process of writing the book, much like what I just described. Inspiration, supernatural leading and ability, a short time period that produced amazing results. Because God was in it. He was working through my mom. He was opening doors for her. He was inspiring her to put together the narrative in a way beyond her natural capabilities. The winds were at her back, so to speak. How fun that we get to be a part of the work of His kingdom. When we get blown forward into the journey God has for us, let's embrace it with excitement and faith. And let's give God the glory for what it is He works through us. Now when the Apostle Paul and crew sailed across the Aegean Sea to this other continent, they worked their way to Philippi, staying there for some days. Why Philippi? It was the foremost city of that part of Macedonia. The missionary strategy seemed to be to first plant churches in major cities, then let the gospel spread from these hubs to the surrounding towns. All the commerce, all the crowds, all the opportunities for engagement. Those in the surrounding areas who came to the big cities for trade and so on could encounter the gospel and take it back to their hometowns. Philippi, according to verse 12, was a Roman colony. It had been colonized by veteran Roman soldiers who had defeated the enemies and assassins of Julius Caesar at the Battle of Philippi in 42 BC. And enter the sheepfold by the door, but tries to climb in by another way. He is a thief and a robber, cause as I've said before, only through me you'll be saved. And you may be wondering, how can we know the way? is eternal life that you know God and me
That was Way, Truth, and Life from the Adams Road album Tongues of Fire. I thank you, Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. We are to receive God's kingdom as a child to enter in. Receive Jesus and believe in his name. Become his children If you ask God for some friend Will he in return give a stone? And he has hidden things from the wise And given them to those Read God's word as a child Cup. He'll fill it up with truth and love Ask and it will be given to you Seek Him and you will find No matter your age in earthly Submission of Christ. He humbled himself to the Father's will, even to death on a cross. And he is interceding for us still. To him we come. Read God's word as a child would. Wisdom. 
scripture is breathed out by our God Making us wise for salvation These sacred writings are for teaching Reproof and correction And if you approach it as a child God will open your eyes And He will reveal to you the good news Of Jesus Christ Read God's Word as a child That was Read God's Word from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire. This is the Adams Road podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry, Adams Road. You can learn more about us at adamsroadministry.com. Again, that's adamsroadministry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 16, verses 13 through 16. Grace and peace be with you all.